Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. you give God a hand clap of praise in this place today. God, I want to be aware of your presence. I want to know that you're with me, oh God. I just want to know that your presence is here, oh God. I want to know you're with me, oh God. Jesus' name. I'd like to turn your attention to um, the book of Matthew, chapter 16. I'd like to give honor to our pastor, his family. So thankful for the man of God. I'd like to give honor to my wife. She's great. And she's with child. She's not great with child, but she's she's great and she's with child. Uh, I'm thankful for that. Um, I'll just give a praise report right now. Um, my wife has been dealing with some, uh, it's called a subchorionic hematoma. It's bleeding around the the uh, placenta and uh, it was kind of scary at first you know we didn't have much hope from the doctor but uh, one day I was just at the house and I I just started praying you know I said you know I I believe what pastor preaches we have dominion with God and so I started I just started praying from that place of dominion and I just commanded the blood to stop, and it wasn't a day, it was less blood and less blood, and then there was no more blood, so, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And so we're just believing that it's gonna be completely gone. We went to the hospital, and or the doctor, and they said the spot was smaller, and so we're just, uh, we're believing God. Amen. Yes, so uh, Matthew chapter 16, we're going to read verses 1 through 12. The Bible says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. And when the disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread, which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, Why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? How is it 
that you do not understand that I spake not of, not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Sadducees, Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Why don't we lift our hands and pray? God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would help me, God, to convey what you have given me, what you've laid on my heart, God. I pray there's a transmission of a burden, oh God, that you've given me, Jesus. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would be here with us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So who were the Pharisees and the Sadducees? The word Sadducee means to be righteous. The Sadducees were a power-hungry, money-hungry group of Jewish religious people who believed only in the Torah, which is only the first five books of the Old Testament. They believed God created the heavens and the earth and that he created humanity, but they believed that he didn't care about humanity or any other part of creation. They, they believed that God created us and left us to be, left us to do our thing. They, they didn't think God cared about our personal lives or our personal situations. Um, but I'm thankful that we have a God that does care about all these little things, just like the testimony I gave. You know, God cares about the little things. And um, the Pharisees, on the other hand, these were opposing parties. They were both Jewish. The Sadducees were over the, the temple and uh, the main temple, uh, of God and the Pharisees were over the smaller temples, second only to the Pharisees or the Sad Sadducees. So the Pharisee, Pharisee means separated ones, a much larger group of Jewish people. They were complete opposite of the Sadducees. They believed in the resurrection. They believed in the coming Messiah. They believed in all the Old Testament, which is considered the Tanakh. Pharisees were evangelistic. They tried to convert people to their religion uh, to get them to obey the laws of the Torah. They believed in the laws and the commandments of God so much that they created what is called the oral Torah or the oral law. The Pharisees were so self-righteous that they believed that they could enhance the law by adding oral laws to support them. And their tradition making in in their tradition making those laws equal with god with god's laws but the bible says in deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 2 it says you shall not add unto the word which i command you neither shall you diminish aught from it that ye may keep the commandments of the lord your god which i command you so god commanded them to not add or take away from the, the law. We cannot add or take away from the Bible. And so the Pharisees' way around this was to create an oral law. They didn't physically write in a new Bible. They didn't write a new word. They, they used this, they sidestepped it by, by using this oral law. So they would, take a, they would take a law such as the fourth commandment out of the Ten Commandments. And this is, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. We are to they were commanded to, to rest and not work on that day. Um, so with the oral law, they, the, the Pharisees would say, you can walk two-thirds of a mile, but no further, because that would be considered work. 
or you couldn't look in the mirror because that would be considered work. So they, they took the law and then they expounded upon it for God to try to, to, to uh, they thought their righteousness was, they thought they could attain righteousness with God by uh, completing these laws, by doing the law. So another one was, uh, the same law, but another stipulation was, if the fire went out in your house, you were not allowed to relight it because that was work. But you could hire somebody who was a non-Jew who wasn't under the law to light your fire for you. So they, they really got really detailed. They were very meticulous about following the laws, so much so that they paid tithes on their spice rack. If they had parsley, cumin, thyme, they would, they would give 10% of it. They were very meticulous about about the laws of God because they believed that by doing these laws they, they had righteousness with God. They were more righteous. But Jesus said in our text, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. So what is leaven? Leaven is defined as a substance, typically yeast, that is used in dough to make it rise. It's also defined as a pervasive influence that modifies something or transforms it for the better. So the, in, in, in the sense, the doctrine of the Pharisees, they were trying to enhance the word that God gave. They were trying to make it better. You, you can't help God, you know. They, they thought they were helping God by doing this. So the Pharisees added their own intellect and their logic to the law to be sure that they were righteous. They didn't realize that all they had to do to be righteous is to just add Jesus to it. And the Sadducees added their own doctrine. They didn't care about, they said, God doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about his creation. He doesn't want to be involved with his creation. They both wanted a sign in our text here because they didn't know his voice. They wanted to see something because they couldn't hear his voice. And Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice. So have you ever heard the, the term red in the morning, sailor's warning? Red at night, sailor's delight? I'd heard that before. And I, the first time I heard it, I was like, that's interesting. Like, so I started looking at the sun, or I started looking at the sky at night. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's probably, uh, it's probably uh, what is it? Uh, red in the morning, sailor's warning. So at night, if it's red, it's not going to rain tomorrow. You know, I became a weatherman. And uh, I, I found out that little trick. I thought that was pretty cool. And it's not always accurate, by the way. Uh, so the Pharisees, they were, they were all, you know, concerned about every little detail, every little logical thing. They, they knew that the logic of predicting the weather, they were, uh, they were lo- very logical and practical people. They wanted, uh, so they wanted that tangible sign from Jesus. They wanted him to prove who he was by something that they could see. Because in that day, nobody was listening to the voice of God. There was nobody seeking the face of God in that day. And anybody that would come in the name of God, a prophet or anybody, they would kill them. So Jesus calls them hypocrites in here. And and hypocrite means, uh, in the Greek, it's it's pronounced uh, hupokritas. And it means stage or play actor. 
Jesus said, you, you play actors, you act like you know me because you can look at the sky and tell if it's going to rain. You think you're so spiritual because you know these supernatural things, but you can't even tell the one who created you, the one who you're working so hard to please is standing right in front of you. And so we get into more of the scripture here. And he says to his disciples, take heed and beware of this, this teaching, this doctrine of the Pharisees. And they, they're, they're reasoning with themselves because prior to this, they, Jesus had just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread. And so they were concerned. They thought Jesus was being upset with them because they didn't follow a command or follow maybe a rule that Jesus, they were expected to do. You didn't bring the bread. We had baskets of bread uh, left over and you didn't bring any. So they're reasoning with themselves. You should have brought the bread. You should have brought the bread. Now, you were in charge of the bread, you know? And so they, they didn't, they were, that was a Pharisee type of thinking that, oh, we didn't follow the rules, so Jesus is upset with us. But they didn't, but Jesus says, how is it that you don't understand that I'm not speaking to you of these things? I'm with you. I I just can see Jesus saying, what are you talking about? I'm with you. Do you not know that I just fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes? I fed 4,000 people with seven loaves. I'm with you. I don't need the bread. I am the bread. You know, I could just see, I could just see uh, Matthew. He was a numbers guy. You know, he, he was a tax collector before he was converted. And the tax collectors of that day, they would have to pay the Romans first, and then they would go collect from all the people, their people. And then they would, they would up the price on it so that they could ensure their profits. So he was probably very meticulous. I could see him being very meticulous about it, like, Five loaves, two fishes, uh, that just means seven people are going to get fed today, you know? Um, but with what he probably didn't realize on the first time Jesus fed 5,000 people was that if you take five loaves and you add Jesus, 5,000 people can be fed. If you, if you take seven loaves and add Jesus, you can feed 4,000 people. And I just want to encourage somebody today that if... You know, we can just add Jesus. If, if, if your family members are lost and backslidden, you just take your problem and add Jesus because he's the sum of all of our problems. He's the bread of life. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. And if we can just realize that Jesus is the sum of all our problems, we can just take, take whatever it is if... You plus Jesus, you can win your circle, you know? And thinking about altars, I had a friend, good friend, ask me, uh, what's an altar to you? And I, I just believe that my altar, like pastor was preaching, we have to have an altar, that my altar is my lifestyle, you know? I wake up in the morning, I have the time, and I put myself on the altar, and I try to kill out anything that's not like Jesus. And, you know, you do that every day, and that's you adding Jesus to your life. And 
you know, you, if you can go through your day like that, walking with Jesus and not trying to work for Jesus, then, then, then things can happen. So I, I'll just tell you what happened. I, did, uh, I, I do that every morning. This morning was a little bit different. You know, I was, I was putting myself on the altar. You know, I was praying. I was like, God, you know, I want to I be used by you today. I want to I do your will. I want to work with you. And go to work. This guy comes in my, my chair, my barber chair, and start talking about God, start witnessing to him. He starts opening his heart to me, and he, he tells me he doesn't want to be lost, and he tells me, you know, he wants to know that he's eternally secure and all these things. And I, and I told him, I, I pulled up Acts 2.38 on his phone, and I said, you need to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. And I, you know, I gave him a little sermon right there and told him, we can baptize you. And he's like, when? I said, today. So I left work, and we came to the church, and I baptized him. Because working with God. <laughs> Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Because there's a difference in living for God and walking with God. And that's the difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And what Jesus was trying to teach his people here to, in, this, in this passage was, I'm not worried about what you can do for me. You can't do anything for me. You didn't need to get the bread from me. I am the bread. You didn't, you, you didn't need to do anything. And... I am with you. And that's, that's a point there. The Sadducees believed that God didn't care about them. But our God cared so much in John 1 and 1 that beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. And then he became flesh and dwelt among us. He cared that much that he, that he did come. And the, so the Sadducees had it wrong. And Jesus said, I'm with you. And so we are ambassadors of salvation. We're not, we're not ambassadors to be saved. We are ambassadors to represent salvation. We work from salvation. We work with God from salvation to represent God to other people. And you know what inspired this message was a couple weeks ago when we had an evangelist here, Landon Gore. He, he, hit, on, he hit on religion a little bit and being a religious person and and I was over here praying. I got off the guitar, and I got over there, and I was praying. And I was just, I felt convicted, you know. I felt convicted, and like, you know, you can get in a rut, in a routine of, of living for God. You can get in a rut of coming to church and, and getting on the guitar and, and doing another service or singing another song or just driving to church out of religious routine. And... And I was just praying, and God, I just felt like the Lord said, you don't have to do anything. You already are blessed. You have all the bread that you need. You have all, everything that you need. You have it because you are saved. You know, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a mindset. It's a perspective of, I'm not trying to do this to be saved. I don't get on the guitar and come here out of religious duty because I want to stay saved. I want to be saved. I'm not standing up here before you today because I want to be saved. I want to stay saved or God's not going to uh, be pleased by me. It's I'm doing this because I am saved. And we, everything we do is because we are saved. We live for God because we are saved. 
And, and I think we all can have a perspective and mindset change sometimes. It's good to just reflect and like, why am I doing this? Am I working with God or am I working for God? Because when you work for God, it's all about trying to maintain your salvation. But when you're working with God, you can hear his voice. He can say, tell this guy about salvation. Tell him he needs to be baptized. Hearing the voice of God, the Pharisees and Sadducees couldn't see. They couldn't hear that. They had to see something. They had to see a sign. But my sheep know my voice, and if you abide in him and he in you, you'll hear his voice and you'll, you'll walk in the way he wants you to go. And that's just where I want to be. I, I want to be, I want to, I want to walk with God. I want to hear his voice. I want to find my purpose in him, and that's how we do it. You know, coming to church and going through the religious routine is not going to, it's not going to be that. It's not going to get us where we need to be. It's not going to change anybody's life. It's not going to, people don't want another religious person. You know, there's plenty of religious people out there, but we have to be real and authentic, and we have to be people of God. And I want to read something here as I come to a close. It's a song, and it, it really, while I was preparing for this message, I, I was reminded of this song. And this, this song is called Clear the Stage. And I just want to read the lyrics to you because it was, it was very convicting to me. When I heard this, I, you know, I just started crying, and I went home, and I just sought the face of God. And it says, clear the, sa- clear the stage and set the sound and lights ablaze. If that's the measure you must take to crush the idols, jerk the pews and all the decorations too until the congregation's few, then have revival. Tell your friends that's where the... This is where the party ends until you're broken for your sins. You can't be social. Then seek the Lord and wait for what he has in store. And know that great is your reward. So just be hopeful. Take a break from all the plans that you have made. And sit at home alone and wait for God to whisper. Beg him please to open up his mouth and speak and pray for real upon your knees until they blister. Shine the light on every corner of your life until pride and lust and lies are in the open. Then read the word and put to test the things you've heard until your heart and soul are stirred and rocked and broken. We must not worship something that is not even worth it. Clear the stage and make some space for the one who deserves it. Anything I put before my God is an idol. Anything I want with all my heart is an idol. Anything I can't stop thinking of is an idol. Anything I give all my love to is an idol. And then the chorus says, because you can sing all you want to. Yes, you can sing all you want to. You can sing all you want to and still get it wrong. Because worship is more than a song. Worship is more than what we do. Worship is more than living for God and going through this routine of life. But worship is walking with God. Is it possible that we could make living for God an idol? Could we make doing the work of God an idol? We can't reduce our walk with God to simply external righteousness. You have all the bread when he's with you. 
I'm going to read uh, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never understood this, this scripture. I never really got it. Because how can you, how can someone devote their life to God and do everything in the name of Jesus and they profess Jesus? You see it. You see it in the denominal world. You see it everywhere. People give their lives for it. But on that day when Jesus is looking at us and we say we've done everything in your name. Brother Russell, we won't be able to apply for religious exemption that day. Our religious routine won't be, won't matter. Because our will with his name is not his will. We can try to do everything in his name but, and ask him to bless it, but it's not his will. But I just want, I want to walk with God like Enoch did in the Old Testament. He was a worshiper. I want to walk with him like, I want to walk with God like Enoch. I want to protect my walk like Peter did in the New Testament when he was, he was trying to protect Jesus. Don't take him. And he tries to cut off the soldier's head, but he only gets his ear. I, I want to protect my walk with God. I want to protect my relationship with God. I want to be as passionate as Peter was that day. I want to be meticulous about my walk with Jesus as Matthew probably would have been with his numbers. I want to be as careful about my walk with God as Luke probably would have been as a physician. I want to, hear, I want to clear the stage in my life and make room for Jesus. And everything that I do is with him and not for him. So how can you clear the stage in your life today? How can you reset and rethink what, what, this, what the purpose of your walk with God is? Do you need to reconsider, doing, reconsider what you're doing? Are you doing it for God or are you doing it with God? If you're never given your life to Jesus, you can clear the stage of your life by following the commandments of Acts 2.38, which is... Repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. What is it today? What is it that we could, we could refocus and recommit our lives to God? It's not about what we do for God. It's about knowing Him. And I don't want to be on that day I don't want to be there on that day and say I've done all this stuff in your name, but I never heard your voice. I never went where you wanted me to go. I never did what you were telling me to do because I was too busy with all the things. I wonder if we could just lift our hands right now and hear what the Lord is saying to us today. God, I pray right now. I pray, God, right now.
Jesus' name. What is it, O oh God, that you have for us today? What is your plan, God? I want to hear your voice today, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I don't want to be a religious churchgoer, O oh God. I want to hear your voice. I want to walk with you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Hmm. Jesus' name. I think maybe we could have a recommitment. If there's, if there's anybody in this place that wants to come and recommit, rethink their situation, this altar's open for us to pray and, and reconnect to God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, we need you. God, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Help us, O oh God, to clear the stage of our life, O oh God. We need you, Jesus. We need you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.